as a personnel guy, I think it's, it's very critical and some of the best decisions that we've made over time have not necessarily been from just the football perspective um, and checking those boxes. Um, once we watch kids and we, we, we check those boxes and we go through that evaluation process, what else are we doing to add to that evaluation process? Um, it, it's kind of like interviewing somebody. It's not just the interview that gets them the job. It's the calls that I made before that and, and going through their resume and talking to the people that they know and, and, and checking in on that process. And it's those things that I do after and putting them amongst their competition and, and re-watching the top five and saying, uh, assuring myself that this is truly the person that we want to hire for the long-term benefit of our business, uh, our company. Uh, because we're only as good as the people that we hire as recruits in this process to come in and be a part of this. So on the field and off the field. Welcome back or welcome to another edition of Up Close in Personnel with Alex Brown. I'm your host, Alex Brown, Director of Recruiting with Rice Football. If you're new to the show, our aim is to help educate, inform, empower everyone involved in the recruiting process or the player personnel world of football. That's for any player, parent, coach, administrator, recruiter, scout, fan, wanting to know what's going on behind the scenes and how successful teams are built. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button, rate and share the show. Now to episode 30, this week, our guest is none other than Liberty University's Director of Player Personnel, Ethan Johnson. A Liberty alum, graduated in 2005, went and worked with David Cutcliffe at Duke University, transitioned to ECU to work under an assistant of David Cutcliffe, Scotty Montgomery, and now returning back to Liberty University one of the hottest group of five teams in the country ranked in the top 25. Ethan has an incredible attention to detail and just in terms of what we covered in this episode, it's all about finding the fit, finding the fit for your team from an athletic standpoint, from an off the field standpoint, academically, putting all those pieces of the puzzle together to really create the best environment possible, a place where the players you bring in, you're giving them a chance to succeed. In addition to finding the fit, how do we project talent? Is talent purely based off the film? Is it purely based off the measurables? Purely based off of X, Y, or Z? It's a combination of everything. And I think that the best part about this episode is that Ethan does such an, a phenomenal job of really taking us into his thought process when it comes to recruiting, evaluating, structuring his staff, and just operating on day-to-day -day standpoint. So. This was a really fun conversation. I'll now flip to it and bring in our guest, Ethan Johnson. Just hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um. Ethan, welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate you having me, Alex. Man, it's great to be on. No, dude, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your out of your busy day. And you know, for for those of you listening that that don't know Ethan, you were basically doing this show before it even existed. Because when you came and visited us, you reached out out of nowhere, said, "Hey, let's link up before the game. Let's talk shop. Let's talk ball." Um, when did you start? As far as road games, obviously it's different this year with COVID and everything. But 
I know you kind of make it a habit to reach out to other directors and kind of pick their brain and, and learn from other people. And I thought that was really cool. And, and I had never, like every game you go to normally as a recruiting guy, you kind of sit on the sideline, you're evaluating your players and you're helping out operations wherever you can. But, you know, the fact that you reached out to us and then that's when you and me finally got to build a relationship and stay in touch. When did you start doing that? Yeah, um, that's a good question. You know, I, I think it's it's number one. I think it's important in this business with the relationships and the opportunities for us to connect. Uh, you know, we always wonder what's going on on the other side or, or what is our competition up to or I wish I could see what, what they have and, and those types of things. So uh, knowing that interest and, and you're right, we, we, we do so much traveling and, you know, what does the recruiting staff do on the road? And, and it can be minimal at times or, or very different when it's the team focus and a lot going on around the game. So just began to explore a lot of what we can do to help better ourselves or myself during that time of, of, of kind of non-recruiting period or being stuck on the road with those guys. And we started with simple thoughts of like notes on the planes, you know, watching film. Uh, and then it just kind of manifested into that through the um, necessity of relationships that I, I think are in this business is to kind of a great opportunity to, co to connect with people. Um, so we, we just took it upon myself to, to start reaching out. Hey, we're coming. I know you got a lot going on because it's a home game for you and, and it may be tough, but we're here. We'd love to connect. And I think the reception has been incredible to see. Uh, we have been able to make a lot of great relationships off of it. Uh, and I say we because it's usually me and my counterparts and, and even a team of recruiting uh, in Javon, who we had with us that time. When we all met. Um, it's, it's great for them to see as well. I encourage now. Um, my on-campus director or a young female that we have, if they have a dynamic female on staff to, to do the same, to reach out to her, to, to make those connections and that link in the business uh, because of the benefit that I've seen uh, in the example of us meeting and, and, and leading to today in our relationship and, and many others. Um, it's even gone beyond the game day, which has been nice to see uh, in the fact of like linking up Friday night, you know, the night before hey, let me show you our facilities. Let's really talk shop. Let's sit down and watch some film and, and even have a deeper dive with, with people, which has been great. And, and I, I know a lot of people in our business can attest. It's just like the AFCA and, and our relationships off the field with a chance to, to talk to recruiting uh, with somebody that, that works in recruiting. You know, that they, they gets our, our mad scientists, you know, process and, and everything that we're dealing with and change. So um, I think it's neat when we can relate and I think relationships are, are very important to this business, but that has been a unique thing that I would encourage all uh, administrators in, in recruiting uh, personnel department people to do. Yeah, it, it, it does no harm to hit the follow button and shoot a message. And, no doubt. Um, Easy deal. Now, so people in our business too. Yeah. Yeah. So what got you into recruiting? I know you're, you're a Liberty grad and I think it's really, really cool that you were there in 05 is when you graduated, the one in 10 season. And that was kind of like the spark that now is paying off you guys being one of the hottest group of five teams in the country. Um, but before we kind of talk into kind of your roadmap to where you are now, what got you into recruiting? You know, that's a good question. I think I, you know, of course, went to college here at Liberty and studied sport management. So I knew I wanted to be in the sport field. And, and that primary thought was a football focus. I think like many in our business, I started working out as like a student, you know, walk on player transitioning to kind of in office health. You know, those types of things were were kind of, you know, knew I wanted to be in and around football, even uh, during my undergraduate experience. And I think that's important for people in our personnel world as well, too. And 
even our students to understand that uh, the real time effort and experience that they can get even during their undergraduate degree, I think is incredibly helpful uh, in, in directing that path and in, in generating some interest. And that's whatever uh, you may be studying or interested in. That's what I encourage our students most is, is really seek that out before you graduate rather than waiting until you graduate. And, and we've developed some great students that have turned into full-time personnel for us uh, that have had that type of direction. But a very similar approach, working in the offices here at Liberty, ability to be around uh, coaching, uh, around uh, the, the personnel and recruiting department, uh, definitely sparked the interest of something that I knew I wanted to do um, and, and took advantage of during my undergraduate time here as well. Uh, as that started to come to an end, um, looking at you know, the career chest, the career path and, and the choice. <clears throat> of course, like a lot of us as well, I originally wanted to get into coaching. Um, I think that's a lot of what people see at the surface level and they want to be a coach. I want to be around football. It's usually the first thought um, rather than operations and, and recruiting. Um, so that was the track, you know, graduate assistant, working special teams, quality control, doing those things early on in the first couple of years out of college. Um, and then having the opportunity through a transition of a head coaching change uh, and changes that came with that to say, hey, you know, you're a sharp young man where we're going to change your position, but would you want the opportunity to try recruiting? And uh, of course, uh, I jumped at that. That was in kind of year three and, uh, and never turned back. So um, it's just funny how it all worked out. But I definitely um, chose that route, too, for a different quality of coaching is a high demand high pressure. There's a lot to that process and that road. So uh, I was fortunate to, to, to kind of uh, walk a little bit on both sides and be able to choose the path uh, that I ultimately uh, wanted. But uh, coming out of college, I sent a bunch of emails out who would have me internship. You know, I definitely had to reach out and, and play the game um, on a national front. You know, I was willing to move. I was willing to do whatever it took. And having that prior experience was definitely a helpful opportunity to to uh, to develop that passion to say, hey, after school, I'm willing to come work for free, you know, across the country or do what it takes. And, and, uh, and with that type of attitude and approach, I was able to, to fall at Duke University and to kind of develop from there. But um, it, it's, it's exciting to look back. I think the best I think the best advice that I could give is you really get out of it what you put into it. And I think that's from your uh, undergraduate experience, also what we put into our students as directors uh, to develop them, but also the chance uh, in the job search and the interview process uh, to take it seriously, to, to, to put effort into it. It's a highly competitive field. Um, and I was glad that I took that type of approach um, that, that wound up to, to, to where I am today. And it's kind of like, all roads lead back to Coach Cutliff for you. I mean, every every spot you've been at, you were with coaches that that worked under him at, at various places. And um, as I was like getting ready for this episode, I actually listened to one of his like clinic talks where he talked about his philosophy on coaching. It's like twenty five points. Like you could make like a devotional out of this thing. Like uh, yeah, you know, te teach them how to win at everything. You know, be confident in your plan. Do you believe it in yourself? The, the whole don't overcoach, coach on the run, don't paralyze a good player. You know, there's just so many like nuggets here for like whether you're a coach or recruiting director, operations manager. He just seems like such a wise dude to be around to learn from. He's somebody that we respect here at Rice because we kind of look at it as, you know, Duke, Vanderbilt, Northwestern, Stanford, Rice, we're the five places you can get a world-class degree, 
play big yeah. time ball. And Coach Cutcliffe's done it at a high level for a long time. So talk about kind of the lessons you've learned, um, you know, working there because you were there for that was your longest stint at any one spot. And it's yeah. definitely led to a lot of your your current successes. Yeah, well, I was fortunate that uh, area was also home for me, which was nice. So friends and family combined with a, a great work experience uh, was very tremendous in, in kind of the first decade of my career, especially as a young guy kind of starting out. I think it's critical, uh, and I've been fortunate, the type of people, uh, especially head coaches that I've been able to work for and be around, uh, the type of men, the type of opportunities uh, and people that they are, um, goes hand in hand in, in, in providing uh, opportunity for advancement, uh, for uh, a chance to kind of be where I am today. So uh, very fortunate to be a part of a lot of good men and a big part of that was Coach Cutcliffe and, and his direction in my life. I think there's a lot of program values that he instilled, uh, not only in me, but in many of our players. Um, it was very impressive to see. Uh, number one is a, a leader on a stand-up person. Uh, what we, you know, share in the intimate experiences of our staff meetings, uh, from devotionals to wise words to uh, through wins and losses, and, and even building a program. Uh, so it was very fortunate to, to be a big part of him. He was a big part of the turning point uh, into the recruiting world, and kind of seeing that direction and opportunity uh, in me and providing that. Um, so very grateful to him and and what I've learned from him. These are the the type of men that come to your wedding and you know support you in, in every step of the way. I think that's very important in our career as well to to seek that and to find that uh, because our business is so pressure filled, so uh, tumultuous at times from the work hours that we put in from heavily male dominated, you know, um, which can can have a lot of factors. So I think that's important. The older I get, the more I look back on that as a fortunate experience and, and look to seek that quality of life in our business. Um, I think it's it's not about how much you make or what your status might be. I think it's about the quality of life, the ability to, to be a leader and have somebody see you as that um, allows you to really meet the accomplishments that, that I think and, and meet your full potential uh, by having people that can trust in you that believe in you, uh, allow you to implement your plan and be a tremendous part of the process. I think that's been, excuse me, something that I've been very thankful for um, as a personnel director in having people that, that trust uh, trust me, trust the process, trust my uh, experience and, and my knowledge to, uh, to, to be able to, to lead. Um, and, and that's the very thing that we need to be understanding of is the opportunity to be a leader of men own position, but also to learn uh, from great leaders of men. Uh, we have that here in Coach Freeze, uh, Coach Montgomery, my time at ECU. So been very fortunate to walk the track with a lot of great men and look to continue to do so. Um, and I've learned the value in that and what I've seen in my own life and what I've been able to gain as a personnel director and even as a father uh, and as a Christian as well. So, and, and Throughout all this, I mean, we're talking about the, the biggest overhaul in the recruiting process. I mean, I'm I'm relatively new to this thing. I, I started in 15, but you've kind of seen it since you were an undergrad helping out in the office to now. Um, talk about how different the role in recruiting is um, and what it looked like maybe 
back when you were a student volunteer um, at Liberty, you know, because this was obviously before Liberty was even an FBS program. So what did that even look like? You know, it's, it's definitely evolved. I mean, I think that's the biggest word is just the continued evolution. Um, you know, it's the snowball effect. Uh, I think it started rolling in. When I started out, it was the very traditional process, traditional, uh, a lot of elements. The, the, the rules weren't as complex, you know, the, the, the transferring. There wasn't a lot of the elements that we see today uh, in college football. It, it was a uh, much more of a traditional feel, cookie cutter calendar, very basic. You know, here's the 10 rules that we follow and we work through it. There wasn't a lot of the uh, creative process, I, I think, has really been the biggest thing that we've seen grow. Uh, that, that is a big part of the recruiting process. That's a jet engine that's been attached to this rocket, uh, you know, over the last, you know, uh, seven to 10 years that, that we've really seen. Uh, I think back when we were creative back then, it was, you know, cutting out a, a tiger that you printed out and taping that to the paper and then cutting out the Duke D and then taping that to the paper. And it's, you know, Duke versus the Tigers. And we run it through the copy machine and we made a, an edit, you know, and, and simple things like that that you thought were so revolutionary uh, that today seems so, uh, you know, um, prehistoric. Uh, so I think the gap there in the creative world has been incredible to see uh, in the growth. It allowed me somewhere, uh, you know, in the middle of all that to, to pick that up and, and learn that as a skill. I think that's a very real thing. Uh, I think with the evolution of recruiting, it's important for our people to evolve as well um, and to keep up with those times. I think that's the biggest thing uh, as it because it will continue to evolve. We're evolving now through the COVID period and and what we're having to do in, in our digital communication efforts and, and be creative when we can't have kids on campus. So um, it's continuing to take that evolution as a challenge to self-evolve our department, our program, and even our process um, to, 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 to go hand in hand uh, with those evolutions. But I definitely can think back on the many years in the VHS era and the DVD transition uh, and, and now to the online video and capabilities that we have, that's very, that's been a tremendous thing. I think when I look back, I laugh at how much effort and uh, labor that was put into the process, whereas now so much is expedited through technology. You know, um, I mean, then you would call a coach of a kid that you got wind of through somebody that you trust in the Alabama area. And it would take me a week to get the coach on the phone. I finally got him on the phone. Coach, I'm going to send you the VHS. Can you get it back to me? That's a two-week process. You get the film back. You don't know what it looks like. It's not great quality. I have to cut that up. So the process was very different, uh, almost a six-week process for this, this tight end that we may have found in Alabama to ultimately get to the, the proper film and the offer and recruit opportunity uh, six weeks of communication and, and mail wait uh, to kind of get to that point. Whereas now we can punch that same kid in and, 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 and accomplish that same six weeks in ultimately six minutes if we're just making it about the film evaluation. So that's been a tremendous gap to see our recruiting meetings. Each coach would come in with like their, their VHS tapes. We'd have multiple TVs doing like the pause stop to, to cut up the game. And if you mess up, you got to go back and do it again. A uh, lot of labor uh, intensive process, uh, whereas now I think technology has been a, a big increase, but um, it, it's, it's still how we use those things. What is the process? I think that's the word that's remained the same is there still has to be a process and an organization, a detail about it, uh, an effort. 
It's not just having a process. It's why is our process? What is our process? In regards to end goals um, and where we see ourselves and, and even the ability to work from that goal backwards uh, to, to meet those demands. Um, but yes, there's definitely been a key evolution. And I think the key thing for us as, as personnel people is to continue to evolve with that process. So as far as the importance of having kind of a why behind it and a purpose behind your process, is that kind of the biggest thing that you learned from being at Duke and seeing Coach Cutcliffe operate? Definitely. Um, you know, even being at an institution like Duke or Rice or uh, an Ivy caliber program, it, it creates a, a, an individual uh, level of, of, um, of fit of uh, academic understanding of, of different elements that are a part of our process that may not be a part of everybody else's process. And I think every school can say that it's just different uh, topics uh, or different uh, things about our university that draw interest for us. It's, it's the religious uh, opportunity and, and those types of things that make us different. Uh, we need to capture that in a great way, whether it's academics or uh, a tremendous town or a metropolitan area or a lot of other academic successes uh, that we can target and interest, uh, territorial and location things, uh, capturing success. What are these types of things that, that really make us us and, and that we can sell? Because uh, a lot of people can, can just sell anything, but when you break it down like that, I think it allows it to give a personal feel. Who are we? We, we want to sell liberty not just a football product, a temporary brand, a, a, a chance to win. Uh, we want to make this a personal experience uh, in the recruiting process to, to find the best fit. And, and I think every place has a fit, an academic fit, a character fit, uh, what our head coach wants fit, uh, what our offensive line coach wants fit. Um, uh, those types of, of fits and understanding those fits um, allow us to find the right fit to fit that hole. Um, and, and I think having that allows us to, to have a detailed process. This is the type of person that we want. This is the type of player that we want. Um, and then from there, we can break that down as a type of player. These are different measurables. We have a sheet uh, that we evaluate uh, every year with our new signing class is kind of an evaluation platform uh, that we provide to all of our coaches. So if our quarterback is looking at offensive linemen in this area, he has a detailed uh, personnel breakdown of what our offensive line coach is looking for. Uh, in this 22 class, we're looking for interior linemen, uh, you know, six foot to six three. Ideally, we want guards that are explosive off the ball, guys that can come in and play immediately, um, those types of factors. So he knows as he's looking for film or, hey, I'm going out in my area. This is what our head coach is looking for. Um, so being able to, to put a lot of those underlying factors together, I think, allow a lot of continuity in that process. Um, we know what our quarterback coach wants. We know what our head coach wants and the type of person and the type of character and the type of, of athlete that, that we, he wants to bring in and, and that we want to build here as a program. And then I think that allows our, our coaches to feel uh, very comfortable about the process and understanding uh, what they're looking for. And then as personnel department, we heavily support that process uh, to, to make that easy. So that detailed approach, I think, is is, uh, is a big factor in, in helping us grow and, and, uh, and identifying that fit. Um, and I think fit is about being fair to the athlete as well and fair to the program. It's not fair to a young man to bring him in if he's not gonna have academic success here. It's not fair to a young man to bring him in if we don't feel he can have athletic success. 
Uh, and that can equal hard decisions at times of, of cutting people loose or having hard conversations. But I think that's uh, where we have to, to really draw the line is, is being fair to our institution and, and fair to our academic advising team who have to deal with these people, fair to our uh, student population uh, who have to interact with our football athletes, fair to our program uh, for somebody that's going to come in and provide a perception of, of what our team and what our, our process is like, uh, being fair to the professors, being fair to the young man and his parents. Uh, and taking him out of his state and bringing him across the country and telling them that, that we can accomplish this and, and all of these things that we sold in the process and, and being fair that we can deliver that uh, and being realistic about that. Um, so I think that's a lot of, of the attention that um, I think goes around that fit if you're really truly breaking down fit. Um, and that's different place to place um, from power five to academic and being at a, at, at a place like Duke, that, that was truly important to us. We had to deal with our, uh, admissions, uh, director and, and those people as part of the process. It allowed it to be uh, very detailed, um, which I, I think was a good place for me to start in understanding a detailed focused process, uh, around making the best decisions for our institution. And uh, as a young man, that created a great platform for me uh, at Duke University and our experience there and having that type of approach. I mean, that kind of really sets you up well for a school like Liberty too, because I mean, you guys have a great school, uh, you know, provide a lot of opportunities kind of beyond just the football side. So I'm sure that really helped you out as far as the transition from ACU to Liberty. It was kind of like, all right, I've, I've done this world before. You kind of throw the, the sliding scale to the side, right? Like you're yep. looking at a transcript and saying, can this guy make it here? Um, is, that, is that an accurate statement? Definitely. Uh, it's, it's definitely, I, it was exciting for me to come in and be a part of a place that, that has something unique to sell. Um, I think that's always a, a, a great experience to, to have something different. We're not just a football school and a public university. We, we, we're, we're different here. We have something unique. Let, let's use that to our advantage. So uh, I think it's it's uh, great to have uh, like that. Uh, not every university can, can, can say that about uh, certain things. So I think that's a unique element that we knew we were coming back to uh, e even from the religious front uh, and being here um, as an alum and, and, and experiencing my career here uh, in my time at school also was exciting to feel like I'm coming to an area that I know a lot about that I'm going to be excited to talk about and excited to sell um, and passionate and, and uh, have a lot of understanding of uh, the community, the university relationships still. Um, that, that was, uh, I think, uh, an exciting thing to to have attachment to coming back that adds some comfortability of uh, being able to come back and, and feel comfortable in the place, the people, um, you know, and, and um seek out favorite restaurants and, and things that I've always enjoyed. And, and now with my family, uh, it's been a great experience. Um, but there's definitely some some transition there. We have a liberty fit uh, that, that we have to find. Um, we, we have something that, that's open and, and an opportunity for everybody. Um, but, but it is fair that we bring in people that understand what liberty is about. Uh, our football platform has helped us to uh, you know, be the kind of the, the head of the train in that, which is helpful, uh, especially this year and second year FBS and still uh, getting our name out there, still establishing our brand, uh, who we are. Um, so we're fortunate, uh, even in Jerry Falwell's ultimate vision here of creation of the university to have sports be a leading platform 
uh, for our university uh, and what it stands for and the opportunity that it wants to provide to students across the world. So uh, I think we're really seeing that come to fruition this year um, as, as football being a dry, driving force on the national stage, uh, which I think is very fortunate and um, fortunate for Coach Freeze and, and everything that he's experienced and done here uh, to have that type of platform and, and opportunity. Um, so it's, it's exciting to see, but uh, I always tell them in recruiting, the best thing we can do is, is go win games and get this types of, of notoriety, not for, for being 10 and 0, but for, uh, you know, getting Liberty University to the masses, who we are, what we're about uh, from a football perspective, from a university perspective, from creating interest, uh, from people wanting to learn more, uh, to, to uh, now being a place that people stop as they're heading down through ACC country to, to go to other places. Um, this is a place that we need to stop. We need to go see what's going on there. Uh, they have something special. Those are the, the types of testimony uh, that I think we're portraying from a football perspective, which we're seeing uh, the benefit from. But, but having the opportunity to be different, I think is always special and I've always enjoyed that challenge. Uh, and it's definitely something that, that we embrace here uh, to, to find what, what works for us. So then what, what is the Liberty Fit as, as much as you can unpack? You know, that's a good question. I think it's, it's hard to, to define it in a lot of terms. I think everything is ultimately an individual case-by-case -case scenario. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, for us, it's surface value. It's, it's evaluating tape and finding guys that we feel really fit from a football perspective uh, on film uh, that we feel can help our roster, that have tremendous development, uh, identifying guys we want to get to know more and we want to start the process with from a football perspective. Uh, so that's first and foremost. Uh, Coach Freeze is, is a football genius. We, we play very well on defense, on offense, continuing to fill those voids put the big picture together, uh, especially amongst uh, moving times with our seniors now, extra eligibility, really being on top of, of what all that looks like and finding that best um, fit from a number perspective and identifying those positions of need and fit uh, and knowing that we need two running backs, what are our insurance plans uh, for kids leaving, these types of things and establishing the fit there and then targeting it, uh, targeting those individuals that we like on tape and, and in the recruiting process. And I think fit always is something that's not just an easy puzzle piece. It, it develops through time, um, kind of like a, a dating process. It's not deciding on day one if we're going to get married. It's, it's everything that comes between day one uh, and that marriage date that allows us to get to that point. Um, you know, and fit that she's the right one for me can be a lot of reasons. But uh, it does start with our own interest in examining our program and saying, hey, what is best for this university and what is best for this place? And these are the type of people that, that and things that, that we want to look for in the process and establishing uh, benchmarks. Um, but a lot of kids, we have to get to know through the process and cannot make it just about surface level things uh, because there's a lot of influencers and every kid is different. Uh, from an academic perspective, just because a kid has not had a lot of success on paper does not necessarily mean that he's a bad student or can't make it here. Um, there could be determining factors that go into that. Maybe both parents died his freshman year, and that's why he had a, a, a bad year. Um, and we wouldn't know that unless we talked to him, but if we canceled him on paper that day, we would never get to that point to understand what a tremendous story he has and, and what a tremendous person he has. 
Um, so I think uh, those types of, of efforts in, in moving forward in that process will allow us to check uh, small boxes along the way that ultimately equal uh, that type of fit. So it, it's hard to define it in a sentence, um, but I think as, as we take a detailed approach with each young man, we ultimately get to that answer uh, within ourselves. Um, and it is a multitude of things, but I think academics is important, you know, in, in a time where we're, we don't have test scores this year and, and some of the gauging factors, we still have to make great academic decisions with kids um, for the university's sake, for our academic advising and our program's sake. Um, so those types of things, I think, are good examples of, of still maintaining and having some sort of, of, uh, of, of, of value around key factors, uh, character. Uh, that, that's an important thing here. Um, we, we want guys that, that understand what they're stepping into at Liberty. Uh, some things can be different in regards to some things that we ask of our students, uh, we expose our students to. Uh, we want them to be prepared for that opportunity. It can be very uh, shocking to a young man who maybe has never experienced something like that, uh, which would not be fair to put kids in those types of situations or if, if he believes in, in something else uh, as a conflict of interest or, or things. So those elements are very real, no matter uh, which tone is, is resonating as the most important for your university or attachment. Uh, you know, how will these guys mesh with our team? Um, even a uh, bringing in a graduate transfer amongst a quarterback room that has, you know, a very talented uh, young guys, is that going to rattle those guys? And, and um, there's feelings and, 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 and uh, you know, ripple effect on the chess moves that we make too. So those are factors that maybe are not as much about the kid, but can still uh, play as, as, as um, a big deals within our locker room or, or within uh, the perception of our, our team and, and teammates. So a lot of those factors, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a bowl of soup. There's a lot of ingredients that go in for each kid. And, and I think, um, you know, going through a detailed process with each young man allows us to, to ultimately get to those those questions and answers. And it's it's all about finding the story. And that's it. And, that, and we talk about that all the, the time. That's it. And, I, and I, I love the uh, the kind of marriage uh, kind of analogy because I use the same thing with recruits all the time. I'll be like, hey, you got a girlfriend? They're like, uh, yeah. Or they'll say no. I was like, okay, well, say you find a girl that goes to your school, you follow her on Instagram. What's the I mean, first message? Are you going to propose to her? You know, like, that's what it comes down to. Am I going to propose to a, a recruit off of one highlight tape? No, like I'm going to actually do a deep dive. I got to get to know the person and oh, like no. trust. It's a dating process. It, it, it's a trust factor. Like it yeah. takes time to develop that. It's not going to be one phone call, two phone calls, a message here or there. So the thing that when I listened to Coach Freeze's uh, 2020 signing day presser, I, I really wanted to ask you about kind of y'all's process on projecting talent and developmental recruits because the first thing he opened up with was recruiting at this level. So group of five level comes down to your evaluation of what young men can become. So talk about either the evaluation of how kids develop and looking at body types and frames and projecting that two, three, four years down the line so that you can stack your roster the right way. Uh, we believe in that, uh, you know, tremendously over here. Uh, because I mean, if the kid's six, five, 300 pounds and he's already moving like an NFL guard, well, he's probably going to go to Clemson, Alabama. Right. So we've got to do a great job of identifying guys with the stock going up. What's y'all's process for projecting talent at this level? 
That's a good question. I think that's the the secret sauce, you know. Um, you can evaluate well and, and find 25 of those guys that, that wind up all being dudes, you know, uh, and you've been in this business for a long time and, and great career. And, and that, but that's what we're all trying to uh, achieve. And, and you're right, it, it does come down to to the factor of kids' evaluations, the ability to play at a high level and be successful for us on the field. What will they turn into? What will they ultimately be? How can they help us? Where do they fit? Um, I think those types of questions are very important uh, in the process. I think, number one, it's having a detailed process. Um, I think a lot of places watch film, watch tape, but but what is the detailed uh, principles behind that? Uh, We're very fortunate to have a great team here, uh, a great scouting team uh, that that helps us in a lot of areas of cut-ups and management of our film. Um, we've been fortunate to train and, and put a lot of direction into our students to help us with that effort. Uh, we do a, a weekly uh, scouting combine that we all hold together uh, in the sense of training um, to kind of learn about that process. Uh, it's not just me as a director saying, hey, guys, here's the way. It's um, in those scouting programs and, and training that we'll do, we'll have uh, our assistant director lead today and talk to uh, to, uh, to us as a recruiting department about how he evaluates running backs and these types of things. So I think always having a consistent evolving uh, and training process around that. Um, it's hard for just one person who can say, I've done this 20 years and, and I know players and it takes a lot of people um, in building a scouting department. It's not just the GM, it's the people that work around him and with him uh, it's just case expertise at the top or at the end. So I think that's an important layer is really building out that process and department to be able to, to help with that because it is so many kids. It is so much to find the needles. We've got to go through the whole haystack, you know, and who's going through that haystack and how quick can we get through it and, and be effective. So I think that's part of it is, is developing a, a team, a process, a plan. Uh, we talked about defining that plan. What are we looking for in guys and, and, and why? It's not just watching tape. Oh, I think this kid can play and he's tall and, and fast. Uh, it, it's it's got to be deeper than that. What are we really looking for at defensive end and measurables? And that can be different year to year and class to class. Uh, we get a lot of those directly from our position coaches. So whether I'm a student in my second year helping the recruiting department and watching a defensive end or I'm the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator, I have an idea and at least even on paper, a gauge of, of what our, our uh, defensive line coach wants. Uh, we can also uh, through that project kind of an evaluation process, even for a student in regards to a checklist. What, what is that student doing or what are we doing as personnel people as we watch that film to kind of check boxes? Are we just coming out of our head and what we think in, in typing in the sense of, um, you know, a small paragraph? Or are we actually detailing that around uh, certain areas of play, uh, certain determining factors that are important to our program or to that position, whether it be measurables or the ability to see types of things? And then those types of factors can lead directly into cut-ups and detailed um, film, uh, I guess, evaluations that we can make off of a highlight film or off of a game film. So, for instance, for wideouts, if if our plan and process for our wide receiver coaches, hey, we need to see the route tree. You know, we need to see multiple routes that are ran, whether he catches the ball or not. 
whether it's thrown to him or not. But these are factors that uh, other places may not think about. I'm just going to watch the highlight reel and, and see the, the 40 catches that he made and the 10 touchdowns. And this kid's a good player because of these reasons. But did we see him at his worst? Uh, what about his drop balls? Um, you know, are there other factors that, that come into play from special teams ability to uh, playing other sports? Um, that's another process is, is really putting together the big picture. As a personnel guy, I think it's, it's very critical and some of the best decisions that we've made over time have not necessarily been from just the football perspective um, and checking those boxes. Um, once we watch kids and we, we, we check those boxes and we go through that evaluation process, what else are we doing to add to that evaluation process? Um, it, it's kind of like interviewing somebody. It's not just the interview that gets them the job. It's the calls that I made before that and, and going through their resume and talking to the people that they know and, and, and checking in on that process. And it's those things that I do after and putting them amongst their competition and, and re-watching the top five and saying, uh, assuring myself that this is truly the person that we want to hire for the long-term benefit of our business, uh, our company, uh, because we're only as good as the people that we hire as recruits in this process to come in and be a part of this. So on the field and off the field. Um, so that's a highly detailed process uh, helps that. And having it on paper and being detailed like that allows us to bring other people into the fold. If I get hit by a bus tomorrow, the process keeps going. The next guy picks up the sheet and says, hey, here's the plan right here. It wasn't all in his head. And now we're doomed. What do we do? Um, it, it, it's, it's on paper. It's detailed. We're all on the same page, regardless of the level of our experience or expertise. Um, and then I think that allows us to really train people and, and bring people along because we all feel like, man, I wish I could just clone myself. And that's our recruiting department, you know, but instead of inexperience or, or dealing with students. But uh, I think, you know, putting it, putting a lot of effort into the bottom layers will ultimately affect the top layers in the process. Um, I think that's important um, and, and having that identification and being able to seek that out and be effective. And, and then think of the end goal. I'm ultimately bringing the right type of wide receivers to our wide receiver coach, the right type of defensive ends to our, 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 our defensive line coach, instead of saying, hey, here's the top 25 guys in the state that have offers at defensive end and saying, no, out of those top 25, here's the 10 that I feel like really fit what we're doing. We'll still recruit those 25 and those types of things, but it's, it's allowing to add sub layers and, and micro, microing the process. Um, um, just like the NFL, just like what you would imagine Alabama would have a detailed process and plan, regardless of knowing what their plan is, we can all say that they've got a plan and they've got a process and, and Clemson does too. And in, in these types of places. So what is that in, in really establishing that? And I think that's great for personnel departments. That's great for programs. And that's also something that you can take with you when you leave, you know, what is your process? What are your plan? You might get the next job based on that. You know, this guy knows what he's doing. He's organized and he has a plan. That's the type of people that I would want to hire and I would want to work with. So I think that's important in that evaluation uh, process. And then, like I talked about, what are we doing beyond the football evaluation? Some of the best players we found and ultimately have signed, even at Duke, Jamison Crowder with the Jets, uh, we offered in December uh, after a lengthy recruiting process because our head coach got to see him play basketball in December during the, uh, the travel period. Um, and that pushed it over the edge for us. And, and some of the best short space quickness that I've seen or, or been around uh, in a slot and a wide out um, 
so those types of things that solidify the process, multi-sport athlete, tremendous at all things, uh, athleticism uh, additions, uh, I think are great. The combine information, the rivals cut up, the Nike film, we're getting filmed for a lot of these things. That's really what we're missing right now in this COVID process is the seven things that come behind the football film, the track season, the basketball season, the, the combine circuit, our own football camps. These are the things that I feel like we really need to make the best evaluation process. I mean, the pros, they get the NFL combine, they get the senior bowl, they get interviews, they get workouts. These things are critical. It's not just what, 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 what they did in college, what they did in high school. It, it's the big picture. And I think looking at that big picture will help us make the, the, the best ideas and, and the best identifications. Uh, weight room stuff. When our coaches are on the road, we're getting to see them do stuff. We're filming that. We're getting it back. We're, we're adding to that process. When I think you look back on a kid that we've signed on signing day uh, and say, hey, the best player in that class, how do we get him and what was that process? And if you're able to look back at a detailed plan all the way from, you know, his sophomore year and, and saying we did all the right thing, we checked 100 boxes on and off the football field to get to this point, I think that that leaves you with the opportunity to have very little regrets and to feel very comfortable about who you're signing. Imagine if you could say that about all 25 kids. Now, that's not the the, the, the process of how it works because everything's not perfect um, and, and things can happen late. Um, but I think it, it's having the ability to, to look at it on that type of a broad scale uh, to feel comfortable about it, just like the dating process in, in men and women. You're right. I mean, we date for years to get to marriage. It's the same type of thing with a lot of check boxes checked in between um, in that relationship factor. So I, I think it's the big picture like that with, with the sub Lakers, but I hope that helps. No, no, it's it's a big funnel and, and it's filtering. Like, I'm not going to bring up 50 guys to my head coach. He doesn't have time. He's, he's got to watch the three or four guys that we need to make a decision on. And we've already checked That's those it. boxes off. Coach Freeze mentioned, as long as we project 70% or better, that's the benchmark. That's what we want to hit on. So you talk about, you know, how did we get there and what was our process in signing X player? And what, what time of the year are you doing that self-evaluation? Uh, is it two years down the, down the line, three years down the line, four years down the line? When do you do that? Yeah, I mean, I think research and development is a huge part of our business in continuing to gauge for the next year uh, to, uh, like we talked about, evolve. The, the only way we evolve is to really look at the process and, and pick it apart uh, through research and development. And that's with our budget, uh, spending, uh, what we're doing in recruiting on campus, how do we make our official visits next year? The worst thing we could do is, is be comfortable with doing the same thing that we did last year again. Um, and, and maybe we're at the same place, we're using the same hotel and, and some of those factors, but how do we continue to make it, it better, uh, different? Uh, we've got signing day coming up, even in our presentation there and that process and what that morning is gonna look like. I want it to be better than next year, um, our camps, our junior days and, and that process. And we do that through research and development and, and picking apart what we've done from our past um, and projecting into the future. Is there new people in our, our uh, department or in our wings uh, of the university that we know now that can help us uh, do something different? Or is there something that I saw another school do last year that I wrote down on my calendar is a really good idea um, that I want to keep up with. So I think research and development is key, same from the evaluation process. I think 
sometimes recruiting departments um, get focused on kind of the, the, the recruiting side of things. A personnel department for me is just as much what we're doing within our program and within uh, our, our team as, as anything else. And, and number one, that, that's numbers and those type of projections being very calculated from the moving parts, from the projection. Here's uh, what we've seen in the past, what we see moving forward, making sure our numbers are accurate um, and staying on top of those things and being highly calculated and highly organized. Um, but the other factor is, is really uh, having a personnel effect on our team. You know, through our training camp, where we're writing up our own players and, and doing a, a big diagnostic on uh, self-evaluation and personnel. And having those types of records from year to year also allow us to put the full body of work together to say, hey, on the, on the personnel side, we're seeing the same type of development that's coming out of the weight room with this young man that also the position coach is able to relate to. You know, and then within that, we can uh, start to pick that apart. Well, what are those factors that allowed this young man as an under-recruited student athlete to develop into a, an NFL player for us? Um, and, and let's look back. Instead of trying to remember what he was like as a freshman, now I can go back and look at the, some of those detailed factors on paper and say, hey, well, we can clearly see that he was 260 pounds, you know, as a freshman, based off our records and personnel uh, uh, you know, verification here. And then by his junior year, he's up to 300 pounds, you know, but still maintain that level of athleticism. So we identify that as, as a key development feature. Um, we're developing kids, right? We're doing something right in nutrition and, and down there. So um, I think having detailed records is, is very uh, good. It's, it's not just keeping a budget and saying, hey, we spent you know, a hundred, you know, hundred thousand in recruiting travel last year. It's saying, okay, out of that a hundred thousand, we spent, you know, twelve thousand in canceled flights. Guys, here's an issue that we've got to fix. You know, next year I can save this twelve thousand dollars and do something else by great practice, rather than just saying, oh, next year I need a budget a hundred thousand dollars for recruiting travel again. No, let's break that down through the research and development of individual categories and every penny, which can sound like a lot at times but it allows us to have the most effective research and development. Here's what we spend in creative. This is a growing area for us. We need more money here. We need more, more effort, more direction. We need to hire somebody. Well, why is that? Because of these determining factors and what we're seeing uh, throughout the research and development. So I think that is critical in written record uh, in the ability to grow is having the plan. I think number one is a detailed calendar. We have to have a detailed recruiting calendar and detailed records. And I do that in a number of ways. Number one, I see something on the internet today that one of our competitors did. And I was like, man, I had no idea that November 10th was this day. You know, I'm not going to miss that again. And, and, and unless I write that down and, and place that somewhere that I'm going to catch around November or September next year, then I'm not going to be able to catch the remember that. So it's very critical. I often find a lot of things on my calendar that remind me of something that I wrote last year. Because um, you can think of a lot of it in the times, uh, the same as when we're on an official visit, I require all of our personnel people to, to have a, a note taking process of what they think we can do better while we're in the midst of it. Um, because those aren't things that we're going to remember uh, next fall as we try to remember what we did last year. Oh, yeah. What was that? The head coach. 
you said that we need to do, you know, no, we can all talk about those things, even the Monday after the visit weekend and say, okay, what were the things that we all thought we could do better that went wrong, that we identified? Oh, wow, Mary, that's a great idea. John, that's terrific. You know, you as a student just came up with a great addition. You know, that's a tremendous idea. You're right. Why did we think of that? We're all collective together and doing it while it's fresh. Uh, and then taking those written records off paper and like putting them somewhere on a calendar, having a checklist, um, you know, for our official visits. That's the first thing we pull out is the checklist on paper. And then we work off that through that official visit cycle and we add a lot to that. So next year, our checklist is even better and, and more detailed. So we're solidifying the process in the program. Same thing, I get hit by a bus again. Just go check the checklist, guys. Anybody can do it. It's not all in my head. It wasn't in my pocket. Um, anybody can handle it because we're being highly detailed about the research and, and the development process to allow us to effectively evolve on a macro and a micro level. And I think oftentimes the micro level uh, can easily be overlooked, but it's an area that can make a lot of small changes can really equal a huge dynamic change effect in the process and in the program. Um, and I think that's the approach uh, that, that most programs can take to, to help them be effective and grow each year. And I think that's the strange part amongst this COVID is that it is such an anomaly. What we're doing this year is not what we're gonna be doing next year. Whereas traditionally what we're doing this year is what we're gonna be doing next year and trying to improve. So we've got a bit of a curveball that we're kind of working through even in regards to the calendar and some of that, but still being detailed through this um, and, and taking this process and this year seriously still uh, even when a lot of us as personnel recruiting guys can sit back with kind of the dead period extended and stuff. Um, but 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 I think there's a lot in this example of current times that we can still learn. Uh, for instance, in the digital communications, the Zooms, very heavy FaceTime. Why were we not doing more of this then, you know, last year? You know, and, and sometimes it takes radical movement like this or seeing a competitor and things like, wow, this is the new standard, guys. We, we just got better off of these things this year that are gonna improve our process moving forward and, and having these detailed Zooms, regardless of kids be, being able to come back on campus and, and understanding that FaceTime is more beneficial than a phone call um, and those types of things. So it, it's things that we write down and we pick up along the trail uh, and add into our pockets to, to, to get all of the best items along the way. Um, but if we don't take those items seriously, then they just get lost. Uh, in the process and, and in those pockets and um, but but being detailed looking for those things being being highly organized and then taking those things out of our pocket and looking through them all and saying man this is really good nope this can go out nope yeah last year outdated oh no definitely got to keep this this was a winner um, allows us to to have the best things along the way so uh, I think being highly detailed and, and, and putting a lot in that research and development even especially from a personnel perspective uh, and on record will allow us to, to be able to create those big pictures. Dude, this is, this was really great. I really appreciate your time. Uh, where can our listeners follow you and uh, track all what you do? Oh yeah. Well, Liberty football, you can follow the, the hype and the success and everything we're doing here, guys. We're, we're very blessed here. Uh, it's a tremendous uh, time for us and, and an opportunity for me. So I, I appreciate this opportunity, Alex. I appreciate you, man. Um, God bless our relationship, your career, and, and everything moving forward. I think this is a tremendous opportunity for uh, for you, for people in our business to be able to share these types of ideas. Uh, I wish there was more outlets like this. So kudos to you for this opportunity. I look forward to, to seeing more and reading more into this. 
um, and, and hearing more. But uh, Ethan Johnson, CFB on, on Twitter, a lot of my effort goes into that Liberty football page and, and managing our efforts as well, where some of that other just becomes personal uh, items. But um, yes, feel free, guys, to reach out, email online. Uh, I love talking, recruiting. Uh, I love helping out uh, younger people in this business. Uh, the best thing I can do is in my career, excuse me, is look back and have planted a lot of seeds and a lot of trees along the way. So uh, we appreciate it, Alex. Hey, man, you have a good one. I'll let you get back to practice. Do it, man. I appreciate you, man. I'll be in touch.